Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee. Mm. Aggressive. Aggressive. We might have to like edit in. I'll figure it an out. Artificial clap. Surely we've clapped enough times on this. Oh man. Show. Yeah. Um. Both Ian and I are recording with less than ideal setups today because yeah. we care. Um. Because we care, because we do the show for you guys. And part of that involves us each <laughs> having to hold our mics in some way with one hand, so right. no clapping today. Our audio might be, like, way fucking off on this because we're just both in the middle of, like, weird setups. No. Karina's in the middle of moving, and I am on vacation, and I brought, like, a shotgun mic that ended up not really working out upon testing it well, so i mean that's on me but you're i will say this is not an ad but your uh sound quality for me on this video call through your uh apple uh ear pods sounds great thank you very much it's weird because the monitoring i'm hearing myself back in real time and it is mm. terrifying no you sound fine to me but maybe thanks hey that's why we have this backup recording because who exactly. knows what could happen anyway um. i'm sure you're all here <laughs> To listen to us talk shop about <laughs> recording setups. Having fun yet, guys? And not at all here to listen to us talk about Season 3, Episode 8 of Glee, um, which is actually what we're here to talk about. Yes. Entitled Hold On to 16. It originally aired December 6th, 2011. Mm. End, of a, end of a semester, sort of. Also, realizing that this episode came out in December, there was way too many tank tops then. These people were not dressed for winter. Oh, shit, you're right. I mean, but we did, that does explain why the Cheerios were wearing their turtlenecks briefly. Oh, you're right about that, It was that the return too. of turtleneck season. Look, um, I think... This, this Ohio-based L.A. school clearly contains multitudes, so... I think this is the closest time between me watching an episode and us recording that I've ever had. I think this is the shortest gap. Okay. Um, will that mean I'm able to remember more? Probably not. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> All right. So we open up on everyone's favorite discussion, which is anytime someone has to state that their relationship is not illegal. Um, oh, my God. It's not even a fine, recap right? on this one. There's no recap. It's just Quinn looking like full adult Madeline. Yeah. And, and thinking, not even thinking, just flat out walking up to Rachel and being like, I'm telling Figgin, or I'm telling you, not I'm telling you, but she just walks up to Rachel and tells her about Shelby and Puck. Yeah, she walks up and it was like, and if you think about it in this way, she walks up to Rachel and says, your ex-boyfriend is sleeping with your biological mother. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That yeah. is fully true, though. Which is like, that's weird. Right. It's a weird thing to tell someone. And of course, Rachel's response is, Puck is 18, he can do what he wants, and... No. No, he can't. <laughs> I He's mean, still a yes, student in, in the ways. school. But, yeah, him being 18 does not negate the... What I'm pretty sure is illegality of sleeping with a teacher. Or rather, a teacher sleeping with a student. Right. It like, doesn't look good no matter how you slice it. It doesn't work like that, folks. 
Also, once again, hallway. Hallway, where we Any have all of our private conversations. Could have walked by and heard about how the new Glee teacher is sleeping with Puck and really would have done the sensible thing and gone and told an adult because of the aforementioned illegality and this whole spot could have been blown up without uh, Quinn even bothering. I mean, we do have proof of consequences of actions in a recent episode where Finn basically just tells Santana in the middle of the busy hallway, why don't you just come out? Right. And then that bites everyone in the ass. So it's not like it's out of the question. Santana seems to be doing great in this episode, though. There seems to be no emotional fallout from her losing her grandmother and being outed. Yeah, you know, that was last week's problem. Yeah, she's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we we cut to the Glee Club, just if nothing else, to get this exposition of sectionals is at their auditorium this year. It is in the April Rhodes Auditorium. Lazy. <laughs> like they were just like, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't we don't want to build another auditorium. Basically. And then, like, that's followed up with Will saying, too much talking, not enough looking for sectional songs. And I'm like, fuck you, Will. This is on you. Yeah, you spent... truly, you've had a full semester to prepare. All this time. You had all this time. You shouldn't be crunching for your sectional songs. We've talked about this many a time, but the fact that Will's calling it out right now. Bad news. Will does nothing redeemable in this episode. Will, I mean, and... He's barely in it, and every time I see him, I hate him more. yeah. He he would have to be in this episode more to do anything remotely, possibly, arguably redeemable. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess Ryan Murphy read the room, so. Um, And I think at this point they're like, well, why are we bothering with song selection when we literally don't even have enough members to perform? Which, oh. also oh. valid. Also valid, but also, like, as we're recording this, the whole Matthew Morrison, like, I guess, scandal thing just kind of yep. went down. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah that's our stance on it is just you know maybe so you think you can dance to just be done as a series in general i i agree i didn't know we still had that one i'll be honest you don't run in the same dancer circles i guess i got it that's a good thing that's a great with the stars and i know they are two different concepts um but i was like dance reality tv show surely there's only one right I mean, yeah, I, I see how and why. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. JoJo Siwa's on both of them, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, she was on last season of Dancing with the Stars, and she was, like, the first person to ever compete as, like, a same-sex oh. uh, couple. She did not win. Oh, well, good for her, for breaking down barriers or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, I mean, you know, you're right. She did, and she did a lot of lifts, too. Yeah, and Two she lady is lifts. five foot ten. So yeah, she's taller than Zac Efron. That's hilarious to me, isn't it? Because you think of JoJo Siwa and you're just like, I understand what height she is, and then you, I have to come up here and tell you that Zac Efron is shorter, and but, then you're like, maybe I don't understand what height either of them are. Well, this is also combined with the news that not news, but like the realization that like Zac Efron being a short king means he's shorter than Georgia JoJo Siwa. I mean, well, I don't know if Zac, Zac Efron's 5'9", which I believe we decided was not quite short king. Oh, I thought he was shorter. No. He's okay. just one, Jojo Siwa is one inch taller than uh You win again, Zac Jojo. Uh, this did remind me, though, that I meant to earlier Google how tall Daniel Radcliffe is. He's uh, like 5'5". Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's shorter than me. 
I saw a clip of him on TikTok earlier performing um, Brotherhood of Man. And like, it's just, it's just like all these, it's just a, a, just normal height, normal height. And then right up front, it's just a tiny little Daniel Radcliffe. But you know what? He's owning that. He's owning that stage. He was great. I remember watching him on the Tonys and he was excellent. He ate that shit. Um, He did. It was also the same thing. He should. And it was also the same thing with Matthew Broderick because he's also like 5'8". Like, he's not tall. true. Matthew. And he was, um, he played the same part in the previous revival of how to succeed in business is five eight wow <laughs> i know my know short that, kings huh? <laughs> hold on well, how tall is darren oh, this is gonna haunt me darren chris is also five eight <laughs> i'm just googling how tall short various men who, various men who have played the lead in how to succeed in business oh, right, uh, yeah. joe jonas five seven joe i thought it was nick jonas nick it is nick jonas Okay. And he is 5'7". Oh, shit. I thought Good for he was you taller. for knowing your Jonases. Because I remember when that one came out, and that's one of those shows that, like, on a whole other podcast, we'll talk about why I can't stand that show because of my own, like, personal experiences with it. Valid. But I just remember when that came back, and I was just like, God damn it, if this lasts long enough, I'm going to have to audition for that. And it's it true. Didn't, but I definitely saw, like, the how i would follow that fold you saw the writing on the wall i saw the writing on the wall but you saw ian brodsky's future um (laughs) but regardless of how tall anyone is um (laughs) the great club needs star power yeah oh we went off the rails right away and i'm fine with it um but yeah so finn is like we need star power we need sam evans and it's like okay i guess him cord was finally available (laughs) Right? I I was, like, I haven't found anything. I haven't looked very hard. But, like, why was Cord Overstreet not available for the first eight episodes of this? Like, Cord, write in. Let us let know. Let us know. Where and, were you? Uh, I'm sure someone knows, and I could probably find out. But. I'm sure you can look it up. And the good news is that it's only a four-and-a-half-hour drive to Kentucky so that we can fetch him. Yes. And Which, punctuated with the line of, even the homeless have Facebook, which, ooh, yikes! That's a yikes, especially because now he's not houseless. Yeah, because it seems like things are going fine for him. He just had to move. Yeah, which is a normal thing that happens. A normal thing that happens, and we will talk about the we'll talk all of that, that of all of that soon. Yeah, but we cut to the coffee shop where the Flash is back, and um, he's just as weird as ever. Yeah, Blaine is complaining because he's. We're verbalizing the hostile environment that Blaine has been put into in this Glee Club because of Finn's jealousy issues. Right. So he's just like, I feel like I can't do anything right. And now, yeah, the Flash is back. He's still weird and creepy. Like and Flash also we learn... Surprise jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> Grant Huston jump scare. You're right. Um, and apparently the Warblers are no longer in the same sectionals as... I clocked that too. Direction. What the fuck? Someone um, on something was like, "There's gerrymandering going on in the, <laughs> in the sectionals, <laughs> in the sectionals districts." Oh, that's great! Holy shit! Um, and so Blaine like gets up to leave or something, like not fully to go leave, get but... more coffee. Yeah, right. And this is where Kurt and what's his character's name? Because I only know him Sebastian as Sebastian Smythe. Smith? Okay, it's Smith with a Y. 
Because so, I'm only... I like I've, to call it Smythe. I'm literally only writing his name as The Flash in all of my notes, but... And you're, this be, is where, you're correct. Thank you. Um, this is where, like, Sebastian and Kurt basically go back and forth saying, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. Well, you're too yeah. chummy with my boyfriend. Well, I want your boyfriend. Um, Which, like, shitty thing to do, but okay. Shitty thing to do. And was The Flash already a thing at this point? Uh, let's see. Is that CW? Yeah. CW's The Flash premiered in, no, 2014, maybe? So, no. Okay, well, my point here is that Ryan Murphy is clearly the worst kind of wizard because Kurt's retorts to him are, I, like, I don't like you with your CW hair. And look what happened and next. look what happened. Ryan Murphy manifested this. Um, you yikes. know... The Flash is a surprisingly musical show because That's here. it also has, well, they do an episode with Darren Chris in it and Melissa Benoit, who will be on next season, who's Supergirl in the CW. But it also, I believe one of the main cast members of The Flash is Jesse L. Martin from oh. the original cast of Rent. Can't escape Rent either. Nope. Does so, he ever show up in Glee? No. Oh okay. my god. Danielle Panabaker is also in The Flash. Is she of on Sky Glee? High Fame? Oh, Sky High no. Fame. Is she also? Okay. <laughs> no, she was a Disney Channel star. And actually, I don't know right. if Danielle Panabaker was the one in... Uh, It might have been her. No, she... Okay, it is. There's two Panabakers, and right. I couldn't remember which one was in Sky High, but it is Danielle Panabaker. Yes. Um, and um, Sebastian's final words on this are... Um, Blaine is too good for you. By the end of the school year, you'll have I will have a Nationals trophy and Blaine, and you'll have khakis and that gay face. Because the whole point was that Kurt has, quote, gay face. Um, I mean, yeah. And, okay, I mean, this isn't... I don't know if that's the burn that he thinks it is, just from the point that Kurt's whole character is just kind of the gay one up to the this gay point. One. Yeah, very much so. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I don't like that plot either. Right. It's not... And, like, that's really all he's there for. Like, he pops up... Sebastian pops up, like, here and there. He's in the audience sectionals. sectionals. Yeah, but that's for some really reason. it. Um, and he, mostly it's just shots of him looking like he's enjoying himself, which I guess is nice. Yeah, good for him. I guess that's growth? Or it's like, here's how much I love Blaine as I'm willing to drive to a different part of Ohio to watch a different show choir sectionals. Vom. Um, you're correct thank you um so then we cut to uh sam's place of employment which rachel thinks is a dinner theater because it appeals to elderly women and that is a reasonable place for a performer like sam to end up honestly him working at a dinner theater would have made more sense than the fact Truly. that they're like let's make him an illegal stripper <laughs> yeah i my note here is literally what in the underage magic mike because yep he is called white chocolate He's 16. Yeah. Oh. He's like at no. most 16. Yeah. You can't And he be left doing the Dairy buddy. Queen for this, we found out. Like, I mean, it makes sense that it pays better. Being a stripper pays a lot of money, apparently. I saw yeah, Hustlers. Yeah, but it's so illegal. And also, he it said he so only illegal. made 60 bucks that afternoon, which, like. I thought that was just in, like, that session. Oh, he just said, I guess he said he made 60 bucks in an afternoon. All right. Well, so that's I don't not know how lot. much. No, it's really not. But yeah, so Rachel and Finn go to a strip club, which also, how did they get in? 
I guess people don't care about ages in the strip club if they're willing to hire 16-year-olds. Yeah. Find out that Sam is a child stripper and then go and talk to him to try to convince him to come back to Ohio. This also hinges on the fact that Sam is still 16 and still fully a minor. (laughs) And also, I guess I'm just putting like two and two together at this point. I feel like Finn never... Yeah, did Finn have a jealousy arc with Sam? Not... Well, like... They had a little bit. Finn cheated on like Finn and Quinn got together so that like Finn caused Quinn to cheat on Sam, so they didn't like each other a whole bunch then. Right. Uh I don't remember what how they ended things between the two of them. It didn't which means it's probably not a close enough relationship that he'd be willing to drive four hours to Kentucky. Yeah. To get this, what was essentially previously a side character back. Right. It's odd. It's very odd. Um, It's very odd. And, like, Finn goes full leader here saying, you're young and you have potential. Come back to Ohio so that when we win this, like, you can remember it for the rest of your life. A lot of talk about being young in this episode. Uh, And a lot of talk about when we look back on this in 20 years, like, we'll remember this. And I don't know, like... Maybe we're just not in the right Google Hangout room, but, like, when I look back at my high school years, I'm like, thank fucking Christ I am done with that. I'm trying... Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't have any, like, major high school accomplishments to look back on and be like, wow, I loved winning show choir with my best buds. Right. So, I don't really know. I can't relate, no. Right. Anyway. And I'm coming off to, like, what? I'm a little over ten years... Yeah. Since I graduated high school, and I'm still not looking back being like, wow, I'm so right. glad I got my friend back from Kentucky to win a show choir championship. I know. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Well, then they go to his parents. Right. And be like, and you can't just do that. You can't go to this man's house and be like, we want to take your son back with us back to Ohio so he can compete in a show choir competition. We understand that you're his parents, and instead we're just going to ignore that. And somehow in the span of, like, mm, a day, get Sam moved into someone's house. They don't ever specify whose. Right. And get him re-enrolled in a school without parental, like, no parents there. A public like, school. It's, mo- like... it's much more complicated than they're making it seem, which it just sounds like if Sam shows up, he'll be good. Right. Also, I thought it was interesting to note that he is he is ashamed of being a stripper, but it pays mm-hmm. for all the extra stuff aside from, like, the bills that his dad's construction job pays. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, but perfect pa- perfect casting for his parents, I feel like. Um, yeah, his mom, Sam. who just looks like Quinn in 20 years. Which, hmm. Wild. Um, um, and... We have this really, this, like, actually, I thought, genuinely nice moment of his parents saying, you really came through for us um, when, like, we were homeless and you took care of the family. And um, his mom is like, oh, I'm crying just because I won't get to see you every day. And they basically give him their blessing, which is really sweet. And I mean, you get the traditional sort of, like, I spend so much time being an adult. I just want to be a teenager again. Right. And, like, okay. Young. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, yet another side character to get parents before Tina. I thought about that too. Like, we have his parents and we have Mike Chang's parents returning in this episode. Yeah. 
Um, but no Tina parents. A lot of Tina plot, though, so that's good. Yes. Well, Tina, it's not really a Tina plot. It's, um, it's Mike plot that Tina is involved in. Right. It's Tina. It's Tina in service of Mike's dreams. Right. Not the best, but I'm just happy that she's there. We cut to the Glee Club. We have, um, as Puck puts it, Floppy Hair, Chaplips McGee, and Johnny Tromboner. And I guess these members of the band are now members of the Glee Club, and that counts as, like, their membership? They, so, much like the Trouble Tones just went and grabbed some random cheerleaders to fill it out, they were like, we'll just grab, we will finally acknowledge these musicians that we have. Right. And use them as our Glee Club members, because good enough, right? Truly, that they said good enough. And Shu brings in sparkling cider, because they're celebrating that Sam is back, hip hip hooray. Also, Mike Chang, like, fully trips over a chair, and it is delightful. You know, I missed that, and I wish I hadn't, because this scene needed something delightful in it. it that And that was it. That was truly it, because it then just nosedives right away oh, my fucking god oh, this god. might be the worst thing glee has like we've seen a lot of weird shit on glee including the fact that you had to watch an episode from season five like yesterday yeah literally. Uh, where things have really gone downhill and i think this is still one of the worst things they've ever done i've blocked this I agree with you. out of my mind and watching it i was like this this sucks ass this is absolutely one of the worst decisions they've ever made they or Sam leads them because they need they he needs to plug Prove some country back. back into this yeah yeah so and, Sam's return and everyone's like yay and they're like we'll sing a celebratory song of course they will yeah it's what is club. it wagon they wheel sing... no is oh, it oh um, friends in low places no what is it is it that one about fried chicken chicken fried uh, chicken fried Zach Brown band yeah no or the one about your toes being in the water that's also Zach Brown band. I don't know if I know that one, but uh, uh, the conceit of it is toes in the water, ass in the sand. It doesn't. It wouldn't make any more sense. Um, it's about being at the beach. You know but, the two genders. Yeah, but it would have been better than this. Which is red solo cup, which I hated it. It's not even like a song. It's, it's sort of just a like a weird spoken word piece. You have Cord Overstreet, who is a talented enough vocalist, like. Give him something. Oh, my God. Or, like, have him sing Country Roads. Oh, my God. That would have been that would have been super apropos here. Yep. Or Take Wagon me Wheel home to the place where great. I belong. Yeah. Oh there's, my God. If they need to do a country song, there's so many better choices than this weird country spoken word beat poet that is Toby Which, Keith's Red oh Solo God. Cup. Which is garbage for the setting of a high school... Right, at least put them at a bonfire. If they're going to have to make them sing this song, you, they should be at a bonfire. Like, this is another song where I'm like, why don't they just do this in one of, like, the party episodes? Yeah. Like, the Rachel Berry party house. I mean, I, I don't want them to do this at all, but... No, they should never have done it. But, yeah, so that's when we you find out that the only reason they're drinking sparkling cider is so they could bring red cups in and have a, the thinnest veiled excuse to sing this song, oh which is God. still garbage it sounds so bad garbage. it makes no sense kurt looks kurt. like we feel the whole time which is the only gonna... redeeming part kurt my note is kurt is all of us and that because... is right under my note that says oh yeah rory exists yeah this song sucks dicks 
I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. And there's it's one so part bad. where it cuts and to it Will Schuster going. like doing the monkey, and I was like, yeah. I, no, no, make it stop. And it just keeps going. It's like a million years of these kids singing this bad country song, that and is- like trying to sell it like they're enjoying themselves and i'm like stop yeah any other song truly any you could have picked any song released in the year 2011 and it would have been a better choice than this one truly but if anything's redeeming of that santana just walks in with a whole burn book of (laughs) this roasts this is the funniest part of the episode to me because she both looks like she is she didn't need to come back. Like, she just came in to greet Sam in her own special way. The notebook is hilarious. Like, just the right size of hilariously small. Yes. And she's holding it with do- so daintily in both hands as yes. she reads this whole, like, her book of mouth jokes. And then they hug at the end. Like, it's like a it's, nice thing. Yeah. It's like, they get it. Um, I think my favorite one was, um, I didn't have anyone to suck the lid off a pickle jar. Yes. That was bananas. It was wild. So and she, funny. It was, yeah, that was good. I will give them points for that one. Yes. Um, cut to uh, Adina Menzel walking down the hall and locking eyes with Quinn. Yes. Um, and Fine. a point for continuity because they do mention that Mercedes does have a boyfriend, but he's going to college on a football scholarship. Um, he's still here. He's just not in this episode. Right. Yeah. But... They he had will not go to brought him up on a football between, scholarship. But yeah. They just hadn't brought him up in a long time. So point no. for continuity. Another point for her for being like, my thyroid's in working order, which I guess is a callback to when she was overweight. Yeah, which we hadn't really talked about before, and it wasn't like that was... Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird that thing was, to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, she wants to get back together with Sam. Yeah, because... so that they can raise this baby together. Which, like, Sam's probably like, excuse me? Truly. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Because Ma'am. Also, Sam wasn't really there during the pregnancy. Sam showed up at Glee Club after, like, and they didn't really mention the baby at all in between. Not so Sam's at all. probably like, who's Beth? What's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you t- what are we raising together? What's going on What the on fuck here? are you talking about? We dated for, like, two months and you right. cheated on me with Finn. What right. do you mean, baby? <laughs> Raise a baby together. Uh, their cover of Lucky is still one of my favorites. Um, and and then, he quotes Jack and Diane. They the don't song. even sing Jack and Diane this episode. They name the episode after it, and then they don't even they have don't the, even sing it. They don't even sing it. Sing that instead sing of that. Red Solo Cup, the worst song ever written. Oh my it's god, not, there's way worse songs, but like I mean, I would say it's it's. Uh, either up there or it's down there, there, whichever. It's it's top ten worst songs. Totally. Mojo. Why didn't they sing Jack and Diane? I know we've already done some John Cougar Mellencamp. I mean, Jack and Diane, it, it's a crowd pleaser. It would have hit. I think that would have been a solid choice. It would have also been Sam. really funny to see Sam sing the lyrics sucking on chili dogs because of the <laughs> aforementioned mouth. It's perfect. It's right there. That man could fit a lot of chili. He could suck on a whole lot of chili dogs. <laughs> okay, please write in and tell how us how many, many chili, chili dogs, dogs you think Cordover Street can, can suck at once. This is, not, this is not a fellatio joke, I promise. No, it could be if you want it to. Um, I mean, up to you. You're the writer. Um, 
Also, but, like, I bet to hear it as a duet between Quinn and Sam. Like, I know that's not a duet song, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would have liked to see how they go about that. They probably could have done a good job with that one. Anything besides what we had to watch. Um, so, Truly. yeah, hold on to 16, whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, Mike Chang already applied to Stanford pre-med, we found out, because he basically caved into the guilt of his dad not speaking to him or his mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my next note is, cool, I can hold a grudge, too, this long. Try me. Yeah. Um, Tina's here to be like to be like but your dreams and mike's like but my family and you're like okay and yeah that's happening. basically yeah we're basically in our <laughs> our mike chang tina version of high school musical which is pre-med yep. or musical theater um because you only yeah. have one life to live mike don't be a coward you have to commit 100 percent. and then i will say they do have a good an interesting just can't be enough exchange of like maybe your dad's right you should be a doctor and then Mike's like, maybe my dad is right. Maybe we shouldn't be together. And, and that like, was just oh, shit. the perfect level of teen angst Teen angst drama. Yes, drama. I will give them that. Um, we cut to boy band vibes where they're like trying what was clearly an improvised like, just try dance moves and stuff. And just like, we're just going to film it. Okay, guys? Yeah. Um, my note, first note here is just gross Irish because... Rory makes some statement about how it's more pleasant to watch girls dance because of how they jiggly move. parts. Yeah. yeah, they got jiggly parts, and I was like, ah, yucky. Yeah, um, um, man, they. <laughs> poor kid. Good for you on collecting a paycheck, Rory. Um, right. And then this is where Blaine kind of like, pardon the pun, bursts in and goes, "No, we gotta sell sex." No, backwards. Blaine is like, "Oh no, you're try right." This. And start spinning. And Sam, yeah. And Sam is like, no, we gotta sell sex. Yeah. And then this is when Blaine, like, bursts because he's like, done, I've had enough. No one will listen to my very good ideas. Look how good my spin was. And everyone's like, no, we have to do dick dancing instead. Because Sam, who is our new star, who came all the way back from Kentucky, was like, if you dance with your dick, then we'll win. And I mean, it's... (sighs) Okay. Okay. Is there a is there a philosophy for a dick first dancing to make people win other competitions? Than, I mean, other than sex sells, I don't know. I don't um, think sex also, sells at a regional show choir competition. But I mean, maybe not at a re- well at a sectional one. At maybe. a sectional. Um, yeah, that's true. We do. I mean, they do play that angle in season one, episode two, and it. I guess it sells something. It sells something, but Blaine's had enough. He's done. He's like, I don't yes. want to sell my body, which right. is like, okay, we big jump, um, big jump from body rolls to body selling. selling your body. But okay, you know he's stressed. He's had a lot of people beginning up on him for no good reason. So yeah, I get there. that. Yeah, um, but we cut to him boxing. Blaine boxer, and I was, you yes. Blaine boxer, yeah, and I was like, when. What, since when and then immediately he's like and then I he tells to... us yeah <laughs> i truly said since when and he went well ian um, yeah he's like ian let me give you some exposition yes i was bullied a lot so i took up fighting and also and then... i made up the dalton white club which i can't talk about what in the fuck i mean honestly <laughs> of all the unhinged things lee's ever said a private all boys school having an underground fight club 100 percent doesn't Makes like, sense. like yeah of course yeah, of course there I buy is. that. That absolutely fits in this universe. Yep. Um, and 
and then this is where Finn says, I'll admit, I was, I've been a jackass. I'm sorry. I've just been yeah. kind of jealous. Um, but we have an opportunity to be remembered here for the rest of our lives. And I just thought, man, fuck high school. Yeah, honestly. I was like, I guess we're just wrapping up this plot that's been simmering for like four or five episodes. And we're just going to wrap it up in about 30 seconds and not worry right. about it anymore. Truly. Okay. Yeah. He should. I mean, I stand by my statement. I've said every time. Finn should feel threatened. Finn? Oh. Blaine would be. Oh my god. Well, he would lose. That's the thing. He would Finn, lose. That, yeah. Finn is like, I felt threatened because you were better than me, and I was like, Yeah, you should. He is better than you, and you should he probably is. secede some of your solos if you want to win. You should. And it's if everyone's gonna stand behind Rachel as the best singer in girl singer, then we should probably shift our focus. But it's Finn's show, so. And I will. I I, I had a note later on in the episode where I thought like. The thing, like, we all know what Darren Chris sounds like. Yeah. But I feel like Finn's songs are like snowflakes where no two sound the same. I could not no. tell you what this man sounds like. No. And I know that's like math, like audio production and yeah. hiring a dude that could play drums and not really sing. Fine, 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 fine. We know why it's happening, but. Right. Cut to the hallway where Sam just kind of like slides his hand into mercedes where she's like absolutely not i have a boyfriend and i moved on and sam is like no i'm gonna fight to get you back okay it's so funny because like they literally showed us none of this relationship they showed us them holding hands at the end of season two like as it was build up, like three and seconds. then it just like didn't happen because of where record over street went and so now they're like right. aren't you invested in this relationship and and we're uh, like, what? Oh, and we're like, right. who? Them? <laughs> and then cut to Mike Chang Sr.'s office where Tina walks in with a bootleg of the we- production of West Side Story, which... But it's like a bootleg. a bootleg. Here's the thing. it's She says she calls it a bootleg, but it's packaged just like every other like community high school theater, like which is, it's in a DVD case with like a homemade... like. They hired a production company who, like, does the whole thing, who makes credits and puts, like, yeah, makes a DVD cover. Like, that's not a bootleg. That's and even if, the school hires someone to film it for one night. And even if they didn't hire anyone, we have record of an AV club being there to work with yeah. the group club. Like, it would surprise me not at all if Schuster was just, like, hey, we need two people to man cameras and... Uh, right, film this. Film this and put it together for our team and we can make $15 a pop off of this and that will be money for the bus to sectionals or whatever, or regionals or whatever. Oh, sorry. I, I, I happened to Google... Um, I was Googling Cordover Street and one, <laughs> one source was like he left to focus on his music, but on this interview, he was told... He was decided not to return. Like... Lee did not rehire him and he found out while they were on tour oh no yeah you found out when you were on the on the like tour so he was like but it was an opportunity to look at my music and then they okay. were, and then they were like you could come back later in this season as a recurring character and he declined but then i guess he changed his mind presumably because maybe the music the money. career didn't work out the way he wanted. Um, <laughs> go stream um, Court Over Street's song that was viral on TikTok for a while. Yeah, go do that. Support it. I support the dude. Um, wow. But way also, harsh also, 
I, I discovered today that like their live Glee concert thing is on Hulu yeah. with the rest of the series. I've never seen it, and I'm afraid. Me neither. Um, I, think I know I we're going to up... have to watch it at some point, but... You're right. I only looked up Valerie. Yeah. Because, duh. Um, but yeah, so Tina is talking to Mike Chang Sr. Um, right. And basically saying, like, if you saw it, you might understand why he's throwing everything away because he wants to please you, but he's dying inside and... Um, the response is basically your parents basically you're asian and your parents support you question mark right like and she's like they're yeah, lying they, to you yeah like they're like they're lying to you there are no opportunities for you tina and good on tina like the one semblance of a character we have is like the eternal optimist where first it was the pianos the broken pianos still make beautiful yep. music and for her it's like yeah i've heard all the jokes um i have to hold out for a musical adaptation of the joy luck club or memoirs of a geisha which one yep. disgusting yep two there are several musicals that feature asian characters albeit yep. at this point we've kind of buried those because of problematic yeah. natures and also like jenna ushkowitz had just come from spring awakening there, this was a time where like colorblind yep. casting is a thing yeah like there are plenty of opportunities for ryan tina doesn't know that <laughs> right um and so like i wrote this is what we have to put her through justice for tina and then and, she also has the terrible line that was like, you're always talking about honor. And I'm like, is he? And then, and then she says, maybe you should honor your son. And I was like, this feels, I feel like I've just watched a hate crime, but I'm not quite <laughs> sure exactly what it is. I mean, it feels like someone who watched Mulan too many times and was like, this is the blueprint. This is the blueprint. Um, this is how all Asians talk, right, rascal? Um, right and... yeah how many times do you talk about honor at the dinner table i assume every night <laughs> right yeah like According it's to like Glee. how Chris christians say grace asian people talk about honor yeah um, obviously because that's what they do in mulan um yep but mr mike chang senior is not swayed um yeah. and then we cut to sectionals and apparently. now it's sectionals just, right now <laughs> right now no preparation just nothing leading up to sectionals except nope. for that one time where we sang a Katy perry song and rachel berry goes that's in the set list but it's not, not anymore um it's not in the set list yeah and so like tina and mike are disappointed in each other for each other's actions like mike is disappointed that tina talked to her dad and tina's disappointed that mike is giving up yeah they're just everyone's disappointed in each other and they won't hold hands right and Apparently, the the judges for sectionals are the DMV Employee of the Month, a right. local justice, and a birthday clown, clown named Tickles? That guy who plays Tickles the Clown is having the best time being on Glee. Like, I'm happy for him. I will him. say, he looked like he had a great time playing Tickles the Clown. You know, a gig's a gig, baby. A gig is a gig. You would I, do it, too, for a paycheck. I mean, here's the thing. I remember... I guess it was a little later because around the time I finished filming Begin Again, mm -hmm. I remember an audition came in and my agent was like, eh, don't worry about taking this if it, uh, if it comes through, but we're trying to get you on Glee. That's special. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You probably would have killed on Glee, to be honest. Karina, thank you so much. Uh, you would have had to have been probably a rival Glee club singer or you would have been like in the Warblers. Like right. I would have been like an uh, like a uh, either recurring or 
like a one episode or like guest star kind of thing where I'm just like I have a couple yeah. solo lines and that's really it for like Riley yeah. the warbler or whatever. Yeah. Or like Riley the new transfer junior you, for the new directions like, or something. Yeah, you're someone in the competing nationals, whatever. Right. Or you're in the jazz band as a fill-in fill right. violin player. Right. You're a ghost. Um, I'm a ghost. Oh, that would have been cool, though. The up first are the unitards, and oh, I thought oh. this was going to be... Also, oh. well, then, like, okay. we This kind of is a circle back to what will happen at the end of the episode, too. But mm-hmm. the trouble tones stop in to, like, wish the new directions, like, good vibes for their performance. Right. And they were like... If you lose, you can just join the Trouble Tones. And everyone was, like, so insulted. They're like, that's so rude of you to say. Like, how dare you? Literally, end of episode, they were like, you know, spoiler alert for (laughs) the next 20 minutes. They were like, Trouble Tones, you can come and join. Like, they offer the exact same situation flipped. Right. But they were so, like, this is the rudest thing you could have ever done is offered yeah. to us to join your glee club if we lose just but we will the do the branch. same to you <laughs> so god i was very annoyed at that and also santana didn't even seem like she was trying to be a bitch when she said it she she was like i just trying to be nice and it seems like maybe Truly. she thought she was genuinely trying to be nice but okay go off new direction <laughs> anyway alphaba's back alphaba's back uh god bless our queen of menzel um we First get the unitards, mm-hmm. um, which I thought this was going to be a very terrible pun joke, and thankfully it wasn't. No, um, it's just the... Uh, it's just the Gerber baby is back, Gerber and baby. she is singing What's New Buenos Aires from Evita. Okay, um, I was like, I know this is from Evita, but like, this is from Evita, right? This is from Evita. And... What do we think? Girl does a great job. Like, yeah, of course she does. I mean... I'll, my only note on this was yeah i mean yes it's up her alley immediately like yeah i don't know if she got any say of what she was going to perform but obviously she made herself known as a broadway baby during the glee project so ryan murphy was probably like yeah go for it yeah um, and they had her lane and they stuck with it they they picked the right material for her yeah yeah my favorite part of this was the added detail of when they um pan back to kurt and rachel in the audience both mouthing along i was like 100 percent true. true even though they are both like this is outrageous that we're having to compete against this girl but they're both just like damn it's a bop and we love this song true yeah she's really good yeah um and like that's all we see of them yeah um and then in between like then and when the treble tones actually go on we have this moment between rachel and quinn where rachel basically convinces Quinn in this in this minute and a half to not yeah. blow this whole thing up with Shelby and Puck and all of that. Basically under the justification of, don't do the wrong thing, I got a taste of the wrong thing, and look what yeah. happened to me. Now I can't perform Beth, in sectionals, and everything sucks. Beth needs her mother, like, that's not you. Um, right, you're just not her mother, Quinn. It is weird, when you think about it too hard, that the moral of the story is... Don't report it if you know that a teacher is sleeping with a student. <laughs> right. That's a little bit of a weird moral to be like, hey, don't Better report not. crime. If right. you see a crime, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Hush. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm going to save that sound bite. <laughs> Go back to sectionals. Don't worry about yeah. it. Not your yeah, business. Just, don't you have don't you have a Michael Jackson number to be doing? Right. Um, um but yeah, that's that's it. That's the moral. That's it. That's that's the end of that's basically the end of that plot line too. Yep. So yeah, cuz Quinn goes oh, and well, yeah, talks Quinn to d- Shelby afterwards. Right. And we have more inappropriate conversations with Quinn where Shelby's like I was young once and you'll one day you won't be young, Quinn. You'll remember how ter- like don't you want to be young? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to work here anymore. Yeah. Adina Menzel is basically like, I'm done here. I'm calling yep. it off with Puck. Um, also, my baby is sick, so I should probably go. But first, I'm going to tell you not to wish your life away, Quinn. Yeah, um, it didn't make sense, frankly. Which... And like, Adina Menzel's ending line on this is basically, I'm so sorry. Mm. Even oh, though yeah. she has, not that she has nothing to be sorry about because she is fucking a student but also yeah. like quinn's I mean, unhinged behavior is quinn not your one responsibility point, quinn at one point does say like you shouldn't have come here i was fine before you came here you like came back and sure it's also true that it was probably we've talked about this before accepting a job at the high school where her biological daughter who she's mm-hmm. had like weird things happen within the past and also the biological parents of her adopted child all go to school and she would be interacting with them closely like maybe Adina Menzel should have been like you know what this probably isn't a great spot for me to be right maybe there's another high school I'm the adult in this situation and maybe I shouldn't put myself into this very weird position of working against a man I briefly had couch makeouts with where my biological daughter goes to school and also the teens who gave birth to my baby. Never forget. Maybe just remove yourself from that situation as the adult right. of the What she does do, but like eight episodes too late. Truly. Like even Holly Holiday got out of this it yeah. sooner. Um, but then we do get the treble tones. I guess the one treble tone song that we yep. get to experience Um which is this mashup of I Will Survive and Survivor. Yeah. Which I thought was great. It's good. I mean, I I really enjoyed this. Um, My only problem with it was, like, the choreography was very flingy, and I just feel like, and I know, like, we're we're splitting hairs, but, like, that would be very hard choreography to do while singing, especially those songs. Yeah. Um, And... The ending, it, they needed to end it. They needed to end standing because if they're a survivor and yeah. or I, they will survive, they should be stood. They should be stood. My problems with this number also was nitpicking came down to the choreography, which is I think the fact that they have Heather Morris and they should have featured like it should have been the Santana Mercedes duet with Heather Morris featured dancer, like right have her go off like give her a moment where she is doing like a full routine by herself in front because that's why why waste that opportunity but also and also if you're gonna go with like a destiny's child kind of thing you can give uh britney some lyrics to sing yes like i think that was also a missed opportunity where they could have leaned into the multicultural destiny's child of it all and on top of that like we know that their dancer well their extraneous cheerleaders are great dancers so they could have done a lot more with the choreography right they really could have but like vocally fun very fun not as good as the mashup from last time 
not as good as rumor has oh, it. I mean, but what like is? you. I know, but it, it, I feel like those two things should have been switched. Agreed. And they this is what they would have should have done. I guess maybe they wanted an excuse for them to lose, which okay. Fine. Also, it needed one acapella verse. The way that Survivor Ooh. does have yeah. like the last verse as it goes out, like they needed that. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it didn't even have to be at the end. They just needed an acapella verse. But then we cut immediately to the New Directions set, all three songs. And this is really where, like, they put all of the songs all in the show all together, all at once, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. And we start with the classic Jackson 5 song, ABC, which is a Tina solo. Yes! Tina gets to lead on ABC. Uh, This was, and, like, Mike gets some chorus, like, Mike gets some verses. Everyone's getting a little bit in on the ABC action, but it's truly a Tina-led song. Uh, yeah even kurt gets some like oh absolutely and kurt gets some like more masculine things to do in this which is cool to see um yeah like this was solid fun this was very fun and good and i think yeah frankly we started high and then went downhill from there for me with the new directions Yeah. yeah um i will say like i feel like they had a solid set but i don't know if i would vote for it no i liked abc and then it really went it dipped pretty heavily from that to control um is this also a jackson song yeah okay i thought so i thought so control was the song we talked about on our episode of bleak of the week um that's why it looked familiar and i was like oh this is familiar and i don't remember why and it's not as good as uh abc it's a real not as good of a song i don't think Right. And just a real sort of kind of bummer from going to the fun that was ABC and everyone really enjoying themselves to then this subpar song. I think what they should have done, because there's plenty of like Jackson songs, Jackson 5 or Michael Jackson or otherwise, yeah. Janet Jackson, that are bops. Man in the Mirror should have been the second song. Yeah. Let it slow down. Get that and boy then, band energy in there. And yeah. And then, and then ramp really, it back up. Exactly. Also, also during, I, I think, please. During Control, they keep cutting to Will's face where he's making uncomfortable, like, supportive facial expressions. And I'm like, eh, Gross. Icky. Stop that. Totally. Um, And I think, like, and I know this is just the circumstance that, like, the new directions are put in, but I think what this set was lacking was more women in it because you only have yeah. Quinn and Tina. Um, and, like, Rachel is disqualified and every other woman is in treble tones. Treble tones, yeah. But... I think that's what this set was missing because there are vocals in there that fully are not the 20 dudes that they have. Yeah. 100%. But also I think like the gender presenting mix would have made it would have made more the whole set. Yeah. Just yeah. more. Cause we end on man in the mirror, which is like fine. I liked I it agree. a lot. I, I thought it was great. I would have liked it better. I think if it had been the second song and we ended on something more fun, but right. I was already feeling kind of dragged down by control after coming off the high that was ABC. So then right. I was like, oh, they're just doing what sound like control and man in the mirror have kind of similar vibes yeah. in terms of like how they sound, how they perform. And so it just dragged on a little too much for me. I probably would have been more forgiving to man in the mirror if it had been the second song and we ended with something more fun. Right. And I mean like a great choice for like you got Kurt Finn, Mm -hmm. Artie, Sam, Blaine, and Puck. Like, 
that's i mean outside of like the justin bieber experience thing they did like the, like this is a good excuse to use boys that can dance and yeah. like really lean into that and i'm glad they did that but my last note on this is i forgot about rory again uh, everyone did apparently oh poor guy but yeah so that's their set list all michael jackson okay yeah started really high but yeah i, I kind of a steady oh and mike chang sings a lot in this yeah he does well he has to his dad shows up in the middle of the performance almost makes right. him falter during abc well and that then... was the other thing like all of them get distracted by something like tina and mike get distracted by mike chang kirk gets distracted by the flash yep like <laughs> that's like no one's i would focused. not no one's focused and that's why i would not have voted for them if i was tickles the judging clown Tickles the Judgment Clown is should be <laughs> your next podcast. <laughs> you just put on a clown known to judge people. Um, Mike oh, Chang Sr. has a change of heart. Um, yep. He goes and finds Tina and Mike, tells him to live his dream, son. If you're going to be a dancer, you got to go to the best dance schools, which, like, yep, okay. Yeah. And, and he can't because he missed application deadlines, except maybe he can. He? Because Tina because... committed a little bit of crime. And... <laughs> but, you know, if you see crime, shut up. Crime pays. Crime pays. Sometimes That's the moral if you of the do story crime, here. your boyfriend can get into very good dancing schools. Right? Everyone, Take note, kids. This episode takes a very shocking pro-crime stance. <laughs> and I think that's very bold of Glee. Right, yeah. Ryan Murphy. You're Ryan move. Murphy loves crime. Ryan Murphy loves crime. We know because how many true crime shows has he produced? You can quote us on that. <laughs> this is going to show up in his inbox somehow. Dear Ryan Murphy, why do you love crime so much? Lovely oh. aggressive. That was a good snap. Um, so fine. Light crime. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Honor to us all, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what Mulan had in mind, truly. Um, yes, truly. And um, then uh, the New Directions win sectionals. Yeah. Do you think they deserved though, it? No. 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 I guess we have to well, assume. How, how would you have voted? Well, based on what we, I guess we have to, assume, if we want to give Glee some leeway, we can assume that maybe they just, the Trouble Tones bombed their other two songs. They must Which have. seems very unlikely, but they would okay. have had to make two very poor choices. Because yeah, I really liked ABC, but the, their set list was, but that was downhill it. from there for the new direction. I think, so I think I would have voted for the Unitards to win. Yeah, the Gerber baby is a talented baby. Yeah, and then I think I would have voted for. I, I think go, going based on what you were saying, I think I would have voted for New Directions in second, mm -hmm. and then Treble Tones, and it's not because, like, no shade to the Treble Tones, but, like, I don't know, like, it's a bit of a toss-up for second place for me, because yeah. the surviving mashup was better than all three of those other songs. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, it's fine. They can win. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, And, like, the Unitards are really happy about this, which... I don't know why. We, well, we find out that um, the Gerber baby's only a sophomore, so she still has two more years to win. So 
Like it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be a bloodbath. It doesn't matter to her. She doesn't have stakes in the game yet because she's a baby. Also, I feel like this completely undercuts the first episodes where we meet her, where she's at the Niata like mixer. Right. I guess There's that's no reason for to her to be... be at the Niata mixer if she's not applying yet. Well, that's the thing. I, you can take it as like she's just that ambitious that she is preparing okay. now because Niata is the only school for drama in the entire world. Right. Um, as you as you well know, if you're going to go to school for musical theater, you can only go to Niata. There is no other ones. Certainly not anyone. <laughs> only Niata. Only Niata. Nothing local. Nothing um, local. Nothing in Ohio. Nothing in Ohio. Um, and so I do think they had a really interesting moment, though, where the treble tones are kind of isolated and yes. you hear and see the lights going out on them mm-hmm, from different mm-hmm. angles. That I thought was pretty cool. Sometimes we try stuff and we're like, yeah, good for you guys. And so then we cut to Rachel. She's back in school. Her suspension is over. Quinn is wearing a lovely eyelet white dress. Yeah, she looks um, lovely. You can tell yeah, she's not but... crazy anymore because look at her pure white dress. Exactly. <laughs> Colors mean something. And she's not going to tell anyone about right. No Shelby crime reporting. No, no crime. Um, because she's not going to ruin Beth's life. Okay. Fine. And she's literally this whole thing is just like well i guess we can turn quinn back into a normal person like we can be I done guess. with with this plot now and then that's immediately followed by we're kind of friends huh yeah kind of which was like wild okay okay yep. i mean okay and so on, on the note of going to school for drama, Quinn decides she wants to go to school for drama, too. So she's going to apply to Yale. Yale. Like, the Rory Gilmore of it all, obviously. The Rory Gilmore of it all. Also, do we have, like, canonical evidence that Quinn is Yale material? Like, I feel like it's never been a plot she's point that she's, like, the smartest to be, one. Yeah, I mean, she's supposed to be, like, that popular girl best at everything kind of deal. So sure. Okay, Sure. I mean, yeah. they do have a really sweet exchange here. Like, I thought, like, it's one of those things where it's like, again, like Rascal was saying, we know that this is going to mean nothing right? next week when we do our next episode. But, but in the moment, it's kind of sweet to see, like, okay, yeah, you're going to, you would nail all the parts where, or uh, she, or Quinn says, I would nail all the parts where the girl has to cry, LOL. Yeah, that's and funny. And Rachel, yeah, and Rachel's like, um, you're a lot better than you know. I'm, I want to help you out, like we get some growth here but of course like we never see the payoff of the growth which is no i mean i think we i guess we'll get to see what happens if quinn my guess is i don't remember fully for what's coming up but my guess is we just kind of don't deal with like quinn just doesn't get anything else to do really for the rest of the season she's just like there as a background character um bummer I'm going to guess that's where this is headed because she's like, yeah, she's there. She's a character, but we're not really, her plot's done. She's just going to go back to being blonde in the background for a while. <laughs> you're black, you're background blondes. Yes. Um, the way Rachel, or the way Quinn can help Rachel out is by the following. And okay. we cut to the bathroom. We go to the bathroom and first of all, everyone, they're like, it's Mercedes, Brittany, and Santana talking about how they shouldn't, they should have won. And they're like, yeah, but that other, but the new directions had Sam. I'm like, you are giving Sam far too much credit for their win. 
he did and it's n- next to nothing really he was there certainly he was, he there. was there and it's not even like they really capitalized on the sex cells of no, it all like, there was like two he, thrusts right maybe and maybe and that was really it like if they really wanted to capitalize on sex cells they would have just done the genuine pony song yes and it would have been a dumpster fire and it would have been hilarious and, they, and I it would, would have, have worked be- on the girls anyway would have believed that worked better yeah than whatever they did but yeah everyone's right. like oh but they had sam how how could we have won they brought in this sam character and you're like they, they brought okay. in the underage stripper we didn't stand a, t- a chance you're like him okay yeah. sure um but instead quinn is like hey remember how we said it was so rude when you offered to let us into your glee club if we lost well, well, you should come back to ours why because you come in back? 20 years when you look back on your high school career, Don't we're you not going to think of... with your friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the, the deal is that once per performance like competition, there will be a trouble tones only number, which is yeah. like fine. It's fine. Uh, but and again, that's it does the lesson the question, that they keep though, does on that learning. Mean, does that mean all the background cheerleaders are also going to keep being in the glee club to be part of the trouble tones that's what i was wondering because we do cut back to that really fucking annoying fun song that i just to this day can't stand and (laughs) showing up with britney santana and mercedes is sugar mata yeah i guess she has enough of a contract to be part of the deal yeah so what 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 do glee what's going on here so first of all totally expected that the everyone would be rejoined by like what this is vaguely mid-season so that was a conflict that lasted for a couple episodes also yeah. it's hilarious that sugar is one of the ones to come back because the only reason the trouble tones existed is because she wasn't allowed in one in new directions which means because we could have avoided enough. we could have avoided this whole trouble by the the end result is the same sugar is now in new directions and yeah. if will had just been like yeah okay join in fine it sucks you can't sing but we can just make you not be the star right santana will yell at you a couple times call you a diva and then you'll shut up and be in background noise and we wouldn't have had to deal with any of this but okay Truly. so <sighs> you hate the fun song huh man yeah it's yeah. so funny because this was one of the instances when like we i think we've talked about this before but like glee was the this they were the moment they were the trendsetter this song yeah got popular another one that glee was like we'll take it we'll do your song we'll give you uh a boost by having you your song be on our very good show band fun it was like a breakthrough for this uh for this band to have their song be on glee yeah and that was also another that's another song that really dates this episode because that song was truly the chokehold of 2012 yes 100 percent. and it's glee's fault and i lived with a couple housemates that like just played that song nonstop. on top of it being part of like a really shitty piece of a project that i was producing in college at the time (laughs) so like it was just bad news all around yeah i do like though the return to even it has to be the song the return to the post competition group number which we didn't get last that's time. cool i like yeah the, i like, I like that. the tradition of it 
but it's just they not do a, a song. good job on this song. They do a good job on the song, despite the fact that I don't like it. Um, yeah. it fits with the whole finale number of it all that they do, and it is and very also, on theme for like the theme of the episode. Like, yes, we are young. It's right there in the title. That, they could have called this episode "We Are Young." Yeah, instead um, of quoting a song they don't even sing. Right, and um, I laughed out loud when Rachel literally extended an olive branch to Santana. Yeah. Because just last night we were talking on uh, Glee Boot, uh, mm-hmm. one of our a crossover podcast. Yes. About the episode where everything fell to shit. Everything fell to between shit between the two of them. The two of them. Yeah. So it was hilarious just to watch Rachel literally extend her hand and Santana be like, okay, yeah. and just jump back in with her. Um, it also made me realize that last night when we were talking about Glee Boot that they mentioned that Sam becomes a stripper and you were like, what? And I was like, oh, we're literally going to talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's I mean, funny. That's yep. so fucking funny. Um, and the only thing, the thing that was missing yeah. from this number, what this needed, I think, was a beat before mm. that last line for Rachel and Finn to essentially defer to Santana and Mercedes and have them accept and, that, take yeah. that on, and sing that last line. Yes. That, yeah. That's what that needed. Correct. Um, so I just looked at one of my notes that I forgot I wrote um, that takes us back to Man in the Mirror really quick, which is that Mike Chang ends that song by the line make that change like that's the last one and i was like what if he just ended it with make that chang like it's a campaign (laughs) slogan (laughs) oh man we get it we get another congress run i was like surprised mike chain is actually gonna run for a class president now after the elections are over and his and his slogan is make that chang Um, oh my god that's so fucking funny karina i forgot i wrote it down and i did have to had to bring that back because whoops I did a crime I, I mean, I'm so happy you did. I'm so happy you brought that back. And but yeah, that was hey, that was it. That's that's our first competition of season three. Yeah, that's the show. I would say one of the lackluster ones we've seen so far in terms of competition episodes. It didn't have a wow moment for me like the other ones have. Agreed. Agreed. Like everything was fine, but there was no pizzazz. Yeah. Totally. Um but they Should we sure talk did. about tunes? They sure did perform music, um, mostly all in one big chunk, but... Right. Uh, okay. You do have to buy one of them, though, and I have a yes. feeling there's one none of us will buy, but I will mention that they did, in <laughs> fact, lest anyone forget, perform Red Solo Cup, Boo. Buenos Aires, uh, a mashup of Survivor and I Will Survive, ABC, Control, Man in the Mirror, or We Are Young. You have to purchase one of these songs and put it on your iPod. What you going with? I think I'm going to go with the I Will Survive Survivor mashup. A good choice. I think I w- Thank you. I think I would just like, that's one that I would enjoy listening yeah. to. Um, yeah. What about you? Honestly, I think I'm going to go with ABC. I want, you know, there's not a ton of Tina songs out there. And I thought that was a pretty good one. It both heavily featured Tina, but also had enough other voices in it that it was really a, a fun number. True justice I'd for Tina. I'd listen to that again. Um, as a prank on someone I didn't like, I would force them to download Red Solo Cup onto their iPod and make it into a 45-minute long playlist where that's the only thing they can listen to. And that's how I would tell someone I hated them. 
This is why we're friends. <laughs> it's I so the bad. Shit out of that. It's Everyone, so bad. It's so bad. I cannot overstate how bad that number was. I'm still upset that we had to watch it. Yeah, same. Uh, but, well, that was yeah. that was it. That was we that are was the what? episode. That's eight. We're like almost a third of the way, a little less than a third of the way through the season. A lot left to a happen. A third? Well, it, you know, it's, it's it's episode eight. There's probably twenty-two to twenty-four episodes. Oh, right, 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 right. You're less right. Less than a third. Yeah, you're right. Well, oh boy, still yeah, a lot to happen still. Um, but you can uh, find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Glee Aggressive. Um. You can email us if you have longer thoughts than Twitter or Instagram at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. We've already mentioned the chili dog thing. Yes. Um, which we are interested in. Make no mistake. We'll happily <laughs> Please take send them. us your chili dog thoughts. Please do not send us chili dogs, though. I know we did not provide a physical mailing address. Do not find one and do not mail us those. But if you did, it would be really funny. I do, the last thing I think I could imagine wanting to receive in the mail is a literal chili dog. I'm, I'm, I would think more than anything I would be impressed, because how? Well, it wouldn't be good by the time it arrived. Oh, no, not at all. It would be rancid. Um, otherwise, uh, send us a message about... Tell us why you hate Toby Keith. <laughs> Toby yeah. Keith uh, hate club. This is this is all his fault. We got Train, we got Toby Keith. Yeah, Toby Keith is, I'm very upset with him for making me listen to the fact that he wrote that song that I then had to watch a Glee Club of it, so it's right. a hard time. Ian, where can people find you? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, iBroski on TikTok, ianjbroski.com. I mean, just Google me or whatever. Um, I don't know if the, how the timing, don't Google me, do not do that. Um, just Google me, it's fine. <laughs> I've, uh, anyway, and um, I don't know how the timing is going to work out on this, but I am performing at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 3, uh, July Ooh. 7th at 7 p.m., 7-7 at 7. Um, nice. If you want to see, right? Nice. Lucky day. Yeah, hell um, yeah. If you want to see um, my band perform with me some songs, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok, both under the same handle, which is at Epic Adventure of. All right. Ian, would you ever do a Glee cover as part of your band set? I mean, it would be hard to know if it was a Glee cover because all songs are are Glee covers. I mean, I mean, if you're just putting it like in the literal sense of that question, no, I would not want to do like "Loser Like Me" or whatever original songs no. they've done. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> maybe my maybe my headband, but no. Um. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um just for our girl Brittany, but um mm-hmm. i mean i'm c- i'm considering like valerie for yeah. as a cover you'd be like this is from glee um, this is <laughs> hello this is a song my, from glee. my name is ian brodsky and this is a song from glee <laughs> this is a song from glee um <laughs> and then you and then just, you do kate bush's run up the hill <laughs> and you're like this is from you, glee and everyone's like what <laughs> You're in my head. I was thinking the exact same fucking thing. Um. Everyone would be like, Ian Brodsky performed really well, but made some very confusing statements about what the original, where this Kate Bush song originated and, from. And I've never seen Glee, but I don't know if he knows what that means. Yeah. 
Um, Ian Brodsky, very talented, confusing artistic choices. <laughs> that sounds right for me. Um, let's see how many weeks we can go with me shoehorning running up that hill into the episodes. It's, um, we're going to keep doing it until it stops being relevant to the rest of the world. Unfortunately, I, we are releasing these on a backlog, so... Oh my god, yeah, we are so behind. Um, or so far ahead, anyway. We're far um, ahead, we're doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, Ian, anyway. <laughs> well, here's some news for you, Ian. Which is, well, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, yes. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, do whatever. We love your support and we love you listening with us. Uh, you yeah. have now have the fun task of joining us next week when uh we discuss season three episode nine you know what time it is ian it's christmas time you can join us next week as we baby we discuss it is fully summer (laughs) it is (laughs) fully summertime as we record and i can't wait to discuss extraordinarily merry christmas with you soon man so get on your festive outfits everyone uh, for Christmas as we in July. Deck the halls with boughs of glee. <laughs> um, so, Ian, I do have to ask: Does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Uh, sure. I guess. Yes. Now, what about the fact that we have to talk about Christmas next week? How I does mean, that make you feel? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's all Christmas carols next week. Oh, God. Okay, well, I guess I don't have a choice, do I? No, you don't have a choice. Merry Christmas! <laughs>